five, four, three, two, one. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. It is Monday and a beautiful one at that. Every single Monday, I bring you everything that has to do with your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. Thank you again for tuning in for another week where I bring you knowledge, I bring you education, I bring you everything you need to know about Medicare specifically. Basically, this week, we're talking about Medicare Part D. Now, Medicare is something that for a lot of people is ridiculously confusing because, mainly because of all the different parts. Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, Medicare Part C, Medicare Part D. People really get thrown off, especially because, as we've talked about in previous episodes of this podcast, there's only two parts of Medicare that actually come from the government. That's Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B. Medicare Part D and Medicare Part C actually come from private insurance companies, companies that you see on TV, companies that send you mailers, companies you hear about through friends and family. And that's extremely confusing for people, not to mention when you have Medicare supplements or Medigaps, you know, you have Medicare supplement plan G, plan F, plan N, all the letters really is what throws people off. But last week we talked about Medigaps and we talked about how Medigaps work, you know, how they're just plans that fill in the gaps in Medicare, they're Medicare supplements, they supplement Medicare. And, but this week we're going to break down Medicare Part D and what it is, how it works. Well, Medicare Part D came into the picture, folks, around 2006, 2007. It was passed through a bill in the government. And through this bill brought Medicare Part D. Now, basically, Medicare Part D, simply put, is pharmaceutical plans, prescription programs, drug plans through private insurance companies. That's all it is not so hard. It's not that complicated. It's just prescription plans. Okay. So you can get these prescription plans through, you know, insurance companies, you know, so XYZ insurance company, you know, you see companies like, um, I'm not supposed to use any company names, so I'm not going to, but, um, it, it rhymes with ooh, Anna. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? Um, rhymes with uh, I'm not even going to try that one. That one's a little too tough for me, folks. I'm not a vocalist. I'm not a rhymist. I'm not, I'm not capable of doing this stuff. Basically, you get my point. They're through private insurance companies, prescription drug programs, Medicare drug plans. That's what all Medicare Part D is. Now, basically, the way that Medicare Part D works is you pay a premium for it. Let's say 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, depends on what you want, dollars per month um, for the premium of your prescription program. And they give you drug coverage. But Medicare plans have basically guidelines and regulations that they all abide by. So a lot of the plans are very different. Basically, what you're looking for when you're getting a prescription drug plan is you want one that covers your your certain prescriptions because even so that they all go through the same guidelines, it's also important to know that they all have different formularies. Now, listen to what I'm saying when I tell you this because this is really important. They have different formularies. So different prescriptions choose to cover different prescriptions and not to choose to cover other 
others. And some cover some prescriptions better than others. So, like, let's say I'm on insulin. Let's say I'm a diabetic. I'm taking insulin. Okay, I'm taking a Humalog, Novolog, any prescriptions like that. Expensive, um, expensive insulins. Okay, one plan might categorize it in a category. Okay, we're going to talk about the categories and the tiers in the next segment here. But one plan might choose to cover it at one price. Another plan might choose to cover it at another. And that's going to affect how much I pay. One plan might not cover it at all, so I, it wouldn't give me any coverage. So it's important to make sure that whichever prescription plan you're choosing is, for lack of a better word, good for you. It's going to cover your prescriptions. It's going to cover them well and as good as possible. That's why you need an agent, folks. That's why you need an independent, credible, knowledgeable, competent agent. This stuff is not easy to do on your own. Nobody has enough hours in the day with their busy lives to figure this stuff out. Let an agent look at it for you, but make sure it's a good one. If you don't feel good about them, can them. We're going to talk about more about Medicare Part D in segment two, and we're going to talk about the tiers. What are they? What they mean? The cat- how they're categorized? How they work? How the coverage works? Stay with me. Welcome back. Welcome back to the second segment of our episode of Everything Medicare Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Brindle, where I talk about your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with your retirement. Today, folks, it's Monday. That means we're bringing you a new episode, and this week we are talking to you about Part D prescription drug plans, Medicare Part D plans. Now, these these programs really confuse a lot of people, as does most things with Medicare, just because the way that they're structured and the way that they're designed isn't really user-friendly. It's in a, They design them in a way that makes them extremely complicated, very maze-like, very hard to decipher through. But that's why I bring you this podcast each and every Monday so that I can help you sort through this maze. So this week we're talking about Part D plans, Medicare Part D. In the last segment, we kind of we talked about the basics of what it is, how it works, but I wanted to talk about the coverage and the different um, factors that are implement each Medicare Part D plan that affect how well it's going to cover your prescriptions and how well it's going to fit your needs and your preferences. So let's start off with tiers. A lot of people ask me, what is a tier in the Medicare world? Well, for Part D plans, tiers are categories, categories of prescriptions and how they're covered. They go anywhere between Tier 1 to Tier 5, 1 being the lowest, 5 being the highest. The lower the tier, the lower your copay. The higher the tier, the higher your copay. And some prescription drug plans have other tiers along those lines. You know, there's some companies that have like tier six and things like that, but those are really rare. You don't see them very often. So we're just going to focus on what you're most likely going to see tiers one through five. Basically, a tier, folks, is a category. So you follow me on this. Tiers are categories in the Medicare world. So let's say I'm a diabetic and I'm taking insulins, right? Let's say I'm taking Novolog, Humalog, or any other insulin that might be out there. I don't want to discriminate. But they would classify, each insurance company would take a look at my insulin 
and they would classify it in, in, in their form of interpretation. So you could literally have a company classify a prescription as a tier two and everybody else classifies it as a tier three and some might even classify it as a tier four. And that gravely affects your copay and how much you spend out of your pocket. The lower the tier, the lower your copay. Now, tiers one and two are generics in the eyes of the insurance company. So you have generics, um, low-cost prescriptions. Now, some generics that are generics of brand-name prescriptions are classified as brand names by some insurance companies too. So just because your prescription is technically a generic doesn't mean it's going to be looked at as a generic from the insurance company. Keep that in mind. That is very, very important. Tiers three and above are brand name prescriptions. And of course, three is the lowest brand name tier. It goes all the way up to tier five. And how your prescriptions are categorized can make a huge difference on how much you pay. I can't stress this enough, folks. It's important to work with a good agent on your Medicare plan. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of bad agents out there that... They're not going to tell you all your options. They're only going to represent one, two, three companies, or they're just a novice and they don't know that much about Medicare. Avoid these agents, okay? Avoid them because there's, there's nothing worse than having very particular needs and very particular things that you need in your plan and being put on a plan that's completely the opposite of that, and I see it all the time. Basically, folks, what a good Medicare agent can do is they can compare your prescriptions and find the best prescription drug plan for you. Now, another question I hear a lot is prescription drug plans, what are they for? If that's all they cover. Well, remember last podcast, if you listened to it, if you didn't, go back, listen to that podcast when you're done with this one. It's got a lot of good information on Medicare supplements, also known as Medigaps. Remember, in the Medicare world, most things have two different names for the same thing, at least two. But when you have a Medicare supplement, to summarize, Medicare is your primary health insurance, okay? Medicare parts A and B. A Medicare supplement comes in and be, becomes your secondary. It pays after Medicare. A prescription drug plan or a Part D plan goes with a Medigap in most cases, okay? It goes with that Medigap. It's designed to give you prescription coverage when Medicare and a supplement won't, which is always. Basically... When you have a Part D plan, it's designed to just give you prescription coverage, and that's why it goes with a supplement or Medigap. Another thing that is essential to know when you're picking out a Part D plan is that some prescriptions are not going to cover your – some prescriptions are not going to be covered under every plan. There are some plans that don't cover certain prescriptions. An insurance company can decide if they want to cover a prescription. So let's say, let's go back to the insulin example. Let's say I'm diabetic. I'm taking insulins. There are some insurance companies out there, folks, that possibly might not cover one of my insulins. And if you don't properly check on these things, you could end up on a plan that doesn't even cover your prescriptions. It's basically useless to you in that regard. And a lot of people do that. They just they see a company on TV. They see a nice commercial you know, with a bunch of smiling people. They sign up for the program. Don't be that person. Do your homework. Make sure you work with someone credible. If you're in the state of Utah, work with me. Work with my company. We can find you the best deal. I can promise you that. And come into an area near you probably pretty soon as our company expands we will be coming to your state as well, sooner or later. 
So basically, folks, with Medicare plans, another thing that people ask me constantly about is about the donut hole. You might have heard about the donut hole, also known as the coverage gap. Remember, two names for the same thing. The donut hole or the coverage gap is something that I think is a tragedy, and, but it's something that every Medicare drug plan implements. Remember, every Part D plan follows the same guidelines. We're going to talk about the coverage gap in the third segment. Stick with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us all the way through the third segment. This is the Everything Medicare Podcast. I'm Christian Brindle, and I'm here to talk to you about Part D Medicare plans. Medicare Part D. We talked about the basics. We talked about what it is, how it works. We talked about tiers in the last segment. I wanted to talk to you about in our third and final segment a few basic thing, pieces of information that's important to know as well as the donut hole and the coverage gap and the different stages of your Part D plan. There's four total stages. We'll just talk about those first. Everybody asks me about the donut hole or the coverage gap. You might know somebody, family member, friend, who's had some bad experiences with the donut hole and the coverage gap. That's because anyone that's ever been in it has had a bad experience. It's a terrible program. Now, to be warned, it's a temporary evil, folks. It'll be gone by the year 2020. So there's some good news in all of this. But for now, in 2018, when, when, you're, when this is being recorded, in 2019, this program is still around. And it has to do, and it, it's implemented into every single Part D plan because the government requires it to be. The insurance companies don't have a say, and it works the same with every plan. So basically, it goes a little something like this. Let's start with the different stages of your drug coverage throughout the year. The first stage you have is what's known as the deductible stage. Now, the deductible stage is mo a lot of drug plans come with some kind of deductible. They don't all, but some of them do. And those deductibles look somewhere in the ballpark of $100, dollars $400 a year annually. Now, for the most part, they're usually, they usually have to do with brand names, tiers 3 and above. They usually don't apply to tiers 1 and 2, but in some situations, in some plans, they do. And so you have your deductible stage where whatever your deductible is, let's say, for example, it's $300. You have to meet this $300 out of your pocket before your plan will come and kick in and pay anything towards those, your prescriptions. Or if it's one that just applies to brand names, towards your brand name prescriptions. And it might cover your generics without having to meet that deductible. But that's the deductible stage. We're all familiar with deductibles. We've all experienced them at some point in time, most of us have anyway, in our life with insurance. Then you have the initial coverage stage. The initial coverage stage is very simple. Basically, you pay a copay, they pay the rest. So if your prescription is 50 bucks without insurance, your copay is $10, they pay the rest, you pay your copay of $10. The insurance company pays the rest. Simple, right? Initial coverage. That's stage two. Stage three for Part D Medicare prescription plans, is the donut hole, the coverage gap, also known as the donut hole. Two different names for the same thing. Remember, you're going to find as we go through this podcast and as we do more episodes for you and more content that most things in the Medicare world have multiple names. Don't let it confuse you. Just understand it. They're the same thing. Two names for the same thing. 
Um, some people in my family call me Chris. Some people call me Christian. Some people call me Christopher, although that last one is not the same thing. But they all refer to me. So basically, the donut hole, the way it works is once the total cost of your prescriptions in a calendar year reach a certain amount, and that changes every year, this year in 2018 when this is being recorded, that number is $3,750 a year. Now, when I say the total cost of your prescriptions, this is very important. You have to get this. The total cost of your prescriptions mean what you pay and what the insurance company pays. So the total cost. So if you have a $300 a month prescription and your copay is 40 bucks, your 40 bucks goes towards that, mat, that, that, the, the, that number to get you into the donut hole. But also the $260 the insurance company paid also does as well. It's the total cost. So once you hit that in a calendar year, it resets every year. Once you get to that point in a calendar year, $3,750 in 2018, your coverage gets reduced. Okay, And you're paying a higher percentage than you were before. In fact, you end up paying 44% for generics and 35% for any brand name. So your costs go through the roof. I'm not kidding. It's a horrific program. I can detest it. Everyone that's on Medicare detests it that has to deal with it. But like I said, it's a temporary evil. It will be gone in 2020. So it's something that we have to live with temporarily. Now, there's a light at the end of the tunnel there if you have really high prescription costs. There's the fourth stage, and they call that catastrophic coverage. Catastrophic coverage means once you personally end up spending $5,000 out of your pocket in a calendar year. $5,000 meaning just what you pay. See, like, remember how I said the donut hole is the total cost, what you pay and what the insurance company pays. With catastrophic coverage, the fourth and final stage, it's only what you pay. So once you've spent $5,000 out of your pocket yourself, you enter catastrophic coverage and your prescriptions are cheaper than they've ever been. In fact, any prescription comes at the very most $8 and some change and that's all. But most people never ever hit that because, like I said earlier, your prescription plan will reset these categories and reset these stages at the end of the year, starting January 1st of the next year. So you have these different stages of Part D plans. Another thing that you need to look at when you're picking a Medicare Part D plan is which, which plans will get you into the donut hole faster, which ones will do it later. You need to take a look at what your total cost for the whole year would be on each plan. And that's not that hard to do if you're working with a good agent that's going to do his job and tell you the truth. Make sure you get a highly recommended agent. Make sure that you work with an agent that you can tell is knowledgeable. If he's tripping all over himself, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. or he's not, for, for, A better way to explain it is if you don't understand what he's saying, probably shouldn't work with a guy or gal. Not here to discriminate. Folks, Medicare Part D plans are not that complicated. They are prescription plans. They're through private insurance companies, and people make them a lot harder than they are. Just keep in mind... You want to find one that covers your prescriptions well, has a decent premium if you can handle it, if, 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 it all, if it's in the cards. You know, if your prescriptions are covered well and you can have a low premium at the same time, then I call that a win in my book. Now, last question I'm going to answer. 
Last, last question is, what if I don't take any prescriptions? Then what? Well, in the Medicare world, they require that you have prescription coverage. The government requires it. Otherwise, they will penalize you. It's not a typical penalty. It's not like what a penalty would be in the marketplace. You know? And now that's going away next year, but we're not talking about individual Obamacare plans. We're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about Medicare and Medicare Part D. So Medicare Part D, if you don't have credible prescription coverage, you get a penalty that basically builds every month you go without it. Now, the way that it works is this penalty never affects you until you decide to pick up a prescription plan. Now, most of us at some point in our life will need a prescription drug program. And that could be fatal. So let's say you go 10 years without a prescription plan, okay? You'd have 10 years of penalty building. Whatever that is, they will add that onto your monthly premium. So let's say you pick up a prescription plan that's $20 a month, okay? Whatever your penalty is built up to, they will add that on to your premium each and every month. And that will not just be one time. That'll be every month for life. So I always recommend having some type of prescription drug coverage. At the very least, if you take no prescriptions, my recommendation is pick up the cheapest available prescription plan in your area if you're going the route of the Medicare supplement just to avoid the penalty because it's worth it. A lot of areas you can get Medicare prescription drug plans for $15 a month, $20 a month, $25 a month. Not going to break the bank. It's worth it to avoid the penalty, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Every, 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 and I mean every single Monday to the Everything Medicare podcast. I am your host, Christian Brindle, and I cannot wait to see you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't picked it up yet, pick up my copy of my Medicare guide. It's on Amazon. If you want to know more of this information, if you like what you're hearing, if you want it broken down in a way that you can understand that makes it easy, you have to pick up a copy of my ultimate Medicare guide off of Amazon. It's a little red book. It's less than $5 right now. For that, it's a steal. I promise you. It's an easy read. It's 50, 60 pages, big font. You can read it in a couple hours, I'm assuming, and you'll know everything you need to know to make an informed decision. No matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, you will know or at least have an idea of what you might want to do with your Medicare. Go on to Amazon, type in my name, Christian Brindle, that's B as in boy, R-I-N, D as in dog, L-E, and pick up a copy of the book. I guarantee you it'll make things a lot simpler for you. It's my take on each part of Medicare. You have a chapter on Medicare Part A and B, a chapter on Part D, a chapter on Medicare supplements, a chapter on Medicare Advantage programs, and a chapter on what to avoid and what to look for. That's really all it takes, folks. That's really all it takes. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Have a wonderful week, folks. Take care.